Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One week left until the 2023 spring game. There are still so many things to go over and so many questions to be answered. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Charge On. As always, I'm your host, Sean Green. Before we get into it, a quick word from our sponsors, BetOnline. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds, news, and info for everything NBA playoffs this year. From the Final Four to the NBA playoffs, BetOnline is your sports information headquarters this season. If you love sports info, scores, news, and podcasts, you can find everything at BetOnline. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to BetOnline.ag today or join your with your mobile device to get in on all the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Guys, it's first of all, before I start, today, Nick doesn't know I'm saying this. I came to a realization that I've known for 44 episodes. We're 44 episodes into this thing. I need a new hat. I've got other hats. I've got other UCF hats, but this is my favorite hat. This is my favorite hat. I got it at the Barnes & Noble at UCF. I love it. I have other UCF hats. I have this one. I like this one. I do, but it doesn't fit well on the head. It, I, I don't like the, the, the material is not what I like. I've got the championship hat, but I don't think I look good in it. I think this is going to go up in the new set in the next season. I'm going to put it somewhere. So, if anybody, if you are fans of us, if you could please, I like black, if you could please send me some good hats, that would be appreciated. And with that, Nick, how are we doing tonight? I mean, first of all, on the subject of hats, now that you bring it up, I do realize you do wear that hat every single episode. I don't know. Yes. Has this show, has this show's audience ever seen those locks of yours? Have they ever seen them? They have. Not often, though. They have. Not often, though. No. See, you've come on... Partially because I need a barber. I need a haircut That's right true. now. That's true. You have so come I on our show the last... Up. You have come on my show the last few days, and you have, though, no hat. You've got no hat, and I think it's been a good look on you. Uh, and I will say, too, by the way, I do own three UCF hats, like you just, you just did yours. I own three. Ironically, the first one that I got, I lost it, and then oh. I, and I didn't think about it again. You ever just like randomly find something that you haven't seen in years? It's like brand yes, new. Yes, my championship hat. Yeah, it's like brand new. So all of a sudden, the oldest UCF hat that I have, and when I had it, I think I wore its welcome probably out. Like junior year of UCF in 2019, I think it was. I think I wore it out completely. But now it's like a new hat, and it's the only UCF hat I wear. I forgot how much I loved that hat. That is one of the best feelings to find something and then you just start using it again. Uh, in this hat case, I found my hat and then I wore it and I'm like, when did this ever look good on me? Ever. So I stick to what I know, 
but this hat is wearing its welcome. I think this hat needs to be retired. Time for a change. That's why I'm time for a change. I've looked, I've looked, and I cannot find a hat that I'm falling in love with. It's taking me a while, and I'm getting frustrated. So UCF fans, I am looking for a new hat prior to the spring game. If anybody could help me out, I like black. Well, you can go right back to Barnes and Noble. You can go right have, back to Barnes and Noble on campus. See, maybe it's just see, me. See, you live, you live over there, so you're probably yeah. in that store a lot more often than I am. See, in my trips that I actually make it into that store, I mean, I'm like a, I'm like a kid walking in, and it's like everything's brand new. You've probably yes. been like, okay, I've seen that, whatever. No, because that's the thing. I don't make my way down there too often because, you know, I like what I have. If I want to go splurge and spend much more money, I'll go to the bookstore. I could save money online if I wanted. The last time I was in there, there's a lot of new stuff. You know what I want? This is what I want. I want the same hat as this, but with the new logo instead of the UCF. That's all I want, but they don't have that. I, unfortunately, I, I've seen that's it, all I've want. seen it online. I've seen it online. It's not online. You are full of it. It is not <laughs> online because I would have had it already. I would have bought that thing right when I saw it, and it would be here, and I'd be wearing that instead. That's all I gotta say. It, very interesting way to start this pod. I know. I, I apologize know, if nobody know what we're talking about today. Set me up here. Well, we're talking, what are we talking about, about. Listen, we're talking about uh, spring scrimmage number two. That happened yesterday. Uh, I think again. Not a lot. We get small tidbits, Nick. I mean, we're getting small info coming out of these scrimmages and out of these practices. Not a lot. Not a whole lot. Gus, as we know, is very selective with what he tells people. He's basically saying, nada. I mean, it's everybody's great. Everybody's doing good. Nobody wins. Nobody loses. It's all great. The players have been really sharing a lot, which I love. Because they have big mouths, and it's great for us because we get to hear a bunch of stuff and how it actually is going in practice. Um, they released clips yesterday of some of the highlights from the spring scrimmage, uh, and we heard one name, Nick. I mean, one name from the defense and the offense. And we've talked about him since he transferred here, Demarcus Bowman. Uh, I know probably UCF fans... You know what? I'm not going to say that. I was going to say they're sick of it, but we are definitely not sick of hearing DeMarcus Bowman is doing extraordinary things in these practices. Now, like every new player, or not every new player, like every player on the offense, they're all learning this playbook. It's a new playbook. They're all trying to learn it. So it's good because everybody's kind of at step one. Now, going into the spring, I kind of had DeMarcus Bowman pegged as the number three running back, right? Because... You have your two backs from last year. You know, Bowser's gone, but you have Richardson and R.J. Harvey. Those are your top two guys. I think me, you, and Rob all kind of thought, okay, if Bowman is Bowman, who that we all think he is, he's going to leap up that depth chart pretty quick. And the play today that we at least got to saw, we've heard there's two plays, but the play that we actually got to see was him basically leaping a dude, hurdling him, and, and continuing to go after that. It was an incredible play. And both defensive and offensive players were saying that was play of the day. And this guy's a player. So I, I guess when it comes to DeMarcus Bowman, I mean, the spring game's a week away. What do we really want to see out of him in the spring game to kind of have that confidence moving forward that, listen, uh, we have R.J. Harvey, but we have the back of UCF's future in the Big 12. 
Yeah, I think that, you know, there's four guys kind of in the mix there. And we've been talking about DeMarcus Bowman seemingly for like the past couple months. And we've said that he could be the real difference maker. Uh, he's a guy that clearly had the pedigree to play in, in big time college football. And I think he's kind of the right guy that you take and be almost I don't know if he'd be the centerpiece of the offense, because we learned last year that R.J. Harvey can carry this offense when he needs to, uh, especially when the passing game was kind of floundering a little bit at times. So. Uh, for Demarcus Bowman, I mean, the highlight is really cool. It gets everybody excited, right? Sometimes these spring practices, they can just, it's hard to glean much from it because sometimes I don't know how much we're really doing uh, in the grand scheme of things. But to see him hop over that guy, that's certainly the play of spring. I don't think anything's going to top that for sure. But here we are a week out from spring ball, and I think he's going to get a decent load. I think he's going to get a decent workload because he hasn't played much football in a long, long time. I mean, he was a what, a class of 2019 prospect, I want to say, class of yeah, 2020. Yeah, it was either 2019 or 2020. Yeah, it, it's one been a two. long time since he's played meaningful football. I think this coaching staff definitely wants to get an extended look at him. I think the crowd that's going to be there clearly is going to want to see Demarcus Bowman out there and get excited about it. I think he'll have his way with this defense in that spring game once we get there, uh, depending on how much he ends up playing. Uh, but at the moment, I think of the four, uh, I think R.J. Harvey and Demarcus Bowman have probably separated themselves from the pack. And that's the thing. From what we're hearing, that's what it sounds like. But the good thing about the running back depth that UCF has is all four backs can play. Yeah. Like, God forbid there's an injury we have good quality depth at that position. And Gus even said it today. Gus said, I wouldn't trade our running back room for anybody, any other running back room in the country. And I agree, honestly. Like, I get there are some good backs out there that UCF would love to have, but the quality depth that UCF has and the four backs that we have that are going to get meaningful snaps, I think it's great. And that's why when you go into the spring game, it's keep your eye on the running backs because I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised and UCF's got great future in that position. And hey, there's some backs coming up in the next couple of recruiting classes that are highly interested in UCF, and there's going to be a lot of programs that want them too. But they're hometown kids, and we'll talk about that when that comes up. But the future is bright with the running back group. So I'm that's probably the number one, besides deep passes, I'm most excited to watch the running backs play in the spring game. But... Nick, we, we kind of have seen some of the clips. We're, we're getting glimpses. We're getting word out. And the, the common theme that we talked about last week, and we don't want to get too into it because, again, like we said, season's far away. It's good to hear these things, but we, we believe it when we see it. And it's been said multiple times in this spring that, and it's almost kind of like a broken record at this point, we're throwing the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. It's good to hear. Um, in these clips that we are seeing you're seeing some good offensive plays um you're seeing some good defensive plays i mean uh quad mosier he picked off a ball today uh, yesterday in the spring game um that was a nice ball you saw a picture of john walker holding a football you know going like this looked like he caused a turnover which again is great to see so i think everything we're hearing out of these practices are positive and when you're hearing an offensive and defense say, like, again, they said today, Johnny Richardson came out and said, I think we could be the best offense in the country with the way that, you know, the talent we have on both sides of the ball. How much do you 
you know, with everybody saying Nick, right? How much do you fork that up to, listen, it's early, it's team talk, it, it doesn't really mean much? Or do you think, you know, listen, you have to take that as it's going really well. Clearly, the way they're talking, obviously, last year, there's a different way they're talking this offseason. Kind of, how do you analyze that? Do you analyze it or take it with a grain of salt? Or do you say, listen, this is a bunch of positive stuff that we need to really strongly consider right now? Well, there's a lot of newness right now. There's a lot of newness to this offense. There's obviously a new offensive coordinator in Chip Lindsey. There's new ideas, new scheme, I guess, to an extent. Uh, I don't know. I don't get too high on that kind of stuff at this time of the year. Uh, you know, the NFL, there's the thing they call lying season. Um, this is definitely hype season, I guess I'd call it for college football. Um, I'm sure these guys do believe that. And the potential's there. I'm not going to act like last year's offense, which sputtered at t- too much for my liking last year, didn't have the potential to be a top 10 offense in college football. I think they flirted with that at times, but the execution wasn't there too often. So uh, I tell you what, though, speaking to the offense and what it's going to look like, who's going to be under center, let me just set the record straight because, I've, as I've always said, I'm a JRP guy. Uh, oh, I was just about to talk about this, too, so perfect. You can, you can, you can start it. I'm, I am being sold on JRP lately. Same. I'm sold on it. And you know what's funny is it has nothing to do with his on-the-field product. I am gaining a, a newfound respect for John Rice Plumley because he is doing something very unique, and that is being a dual athlete, a dual sport athlete. By the way, this guy has got five home runs and is hitting 300 for our UCF baseball team, which is in the dupes right now. They've lost like nine or ten or something. They can't pitch at all. But John Rice Plumley can hit. He's doing that. He's showing up every day for spring practice. From everything we're hearing, he looks really good. I've seen some of the clips. Now, he's throwing to, they're throwing to guys who aren't being covered, so take it what you will. But there was a clip that went out uh, that I think Jason Beatty put out, and it was him throwing a deep ball, and then it was followed by Castellanos, and then it was Timmy McClain. It went in that order. And I don't know, just from the clip I saw, I'm like, okay, JRP looks like he's got the best – the best uh, the best arm of those three. Now, is that really a surprise? Not really, because I think, like I said before, that's probably one of his strengths is the deep ball. And I kind of want to see more shots down the field because I think he has a really underrated deep ball. But the fact that he's doing all those things, I mean, I'm sure you saw the story uh, when they were playing East Carolina. He practices and, and then he has to get on a – he misses the team bus trip or whatever it was to Miami – so he has a friend drive him down there to play the game, and then he comes back to practice. Like He's fully committed right now to everything at UCF. So for that reason alone, I'm starting to buy in to JRP. I'm starting to buy into JRP. And I wouldn't be surprised if he continues to hold that starting job all the way through this process. And I, I th- today, specifically, and you, you mentioned it, he had a spring scrimmage where he played, according to Gus, four to five series. So it wasn't like he just played one. He played four to five series, left practice, got on a plane, traveled to South Carolina, or, yeah, South Carolina, or 
North, South Carolina. Wherever East Carolina, wherever that campus is. One of the Carolinas. I think it's South Carolina. It's in the Carol. Just say Carolina. It's in one of the one of the Carolinas it's in. I think it's South Carolina. Took a plane and made it in the state one hour prior to kickoff and then made it in, and played the, a doubleheader that day. And then it came back with the team. Like, I 100% agree. My only concern, Nick, and this is my only concern because I think now and I will say some of the UCF fans again I'm not telling you what to think your your gripes are valid in the sense of they said it doesn't matter it only matters what he has on the field it doesn't matter he's doing all this he's expected to do this I don't think you I don't think some of the fans comprehend how tough that is and how he could have easily said hey baseball I'm not going to do you today. I'm not taking a plane to play in a doubleheader against the number 12 team in the country that we're probably going to get blown out by. I have football practice. I'm going to focus on this scrimmage. And when you come back in town, I'll play. But no, I think that shows a lot about him and why a lot of the players respect him so much and view him as that leader. Because regardless of what team it is, he's giving it his all. Now, I some of the gripes, I will say, you can have them, which is, it doesn't matter. My concern, and this is my only concern, he's going through baseball season. He's going through football spring training, or uh, football spring. How much of a break is this man going to get? How much of a break? I think he needs a break more than anybody, probably in at UCF in general. So my thing is, the good thing about the time in between the season and spring is you have a good amount of couple months for a break. Then between spring and fall, you have a good three to four months of a break. JRP's not getting that. He's going full bore for basically nine months out of the year. So that is my only concern is he's going right from baseball to take maybe a month or two off and he's going right back into football. Is that enough time off and then going into a four-month straight season? I don't know. I mean... That's the question that we're going to answer when he's playing. But I agree with you, Nick. You cannot take anything away with what he's doing. It's incredible. It's remarkable. And I think I am starting to see the things in practice that I'm really liking. I think Hinshaw is really doing some good things already with the quarterbacks and kind of helping them with mechanics. And listen, you know you're going to throw the deep ball a lot more, so you better practice it and you better know that you need to work on that mechanics that much more. Because last year it was, I think Gus tried to play too much into JRP strength and not the team strength overall. So I think that's, those are the positives that we're seeing. And if you have those concerns, kind of like I do, they're valid concerns. But I think for right now, we'll see what happens in the spring game. And I think whoever starts at quarterback, I think we can be really, uh, really intrigued and interested uh, in seeing that. Well, besides that, Nick, you know, we are recording this on Thursday at 1038. We are going to assume that we have a new recruit, a new commit to the 24 class because, you know, I trust Stephen Leonard with 247. Uh, I, he gets a lot of good information. Um, and to be honest, I just went to uh, this new recruit's Twitter and he's liking a lot of UCF stuff. So if we're going to be honest... That's how I check to see if recruits are coming, Nick. And you know this, and I mean you have different opinions on that, but I usually know that if a recruit is liking a lot of our tweets, 
and a lot of tweets related to us, he's most likely committing to us. Um, Kaysen Stokes, a three-star wide receiver. I mean, again, he holds offers from Boston College, Maryland, South Florida, Vanderbilt, West Virginia. Um, he had 15 catches for 372 yards last season, six touchdowns, 6-2. Um, he plays for Armwood. Uh, and again, a 6-2 guy that's as quick as he is. His brother plays for Ohio State, I believe. Again, one of the higher rated three. Like when you look at a receiver and you're looking at the rate rankings and ratings. I mean, a three-star 88 overall wide receiver is practically a four-star right there. And again, speedy guy, really quick. So you have a quarterback in the class already and you get your first wide receiver. Nick, how important is it? Because I know... The recruiting windows and the transfer portal windows. I mean, the transfer portal window is going to open here in about a month for fall. How important is it to nab some of these skill position players early? And how can it deter from other players, you know, going into the class of 24, committing to UCF when, listen, you already have your QB, you already have your receiver. I know UCF usually adds about two receivers in a class, but how important and crucial is it to get your guys early moving forward into your other recruiting and the other guys that you're recruiting as well. Yeah, I think it's extremely important to kind of lock somebody up early in this class, like they kind of did with Trujillo at quarterback. Uh, And I can tell you this, when you look at kind of Stokes' profile, and you mentioned he came from Armwood, and I know that's right here in my backyard over in Sefner, Florida. And if you know anything about Armwood, that's typically one of those powerhouse schools in the state, and especially in Hillsborough County. And they pump out a lot of talent. And like you said, he's probably on the high end of a three-star receiver. He's got the size, 6'2", decent size. And then uh, he's, a, he's a speedster. He's a sprinter as well at Armwood. So, And I think that kind of fits into the profile. Normally, I don't take stock too much in these whole like tweets things. But as you said, there is a lot of UCF all over this guy's profile on Twitter, uh, liking, I mean, he liked a random article from BD the other day talking about Xavier Townsend, right? Uh, he's done the same thing with other receivers. He was at UCF on January 27th. He came back on March 30th. He did the nice photo op with, uh, with Gus. I don't think he's been anywhere else this week. And he's committing tomorrow right at noon, I believe, as well. So I have to think that UCF is kind of is kind of at the top of that leaderboard right now. And I'm not going to I'm never going to pencil anybody in because you never know what can happen. And I feel like we've gone down this road before with a few guys, uh, especially when we were on signing day and we lost a few that we thought we were going to get. So I won't pencil him in yet, but this would definitely be a pretty, pretty uh, splash signing, I guess, if you will, probably a borderline top 500 prospect in the entire country, uh, depending on which recruiting service you're getting information from. But I think all three of them, on three 24-7 arrivals have him around there. So I definitely think it's important to get a skill guy in here, get out in front of it. He's got offers from some other big-time schools, such as Ole Miss. I know he's been flirting with Rutgers a lot as well. But, hey, I mean, UCF's building something really cool. It's not far from from home if that stuff means something to him. Uh, so I, I think at the moment you would expect this to probably get done. Yeah, and that's the thing. I'll be honest. This show is probably coming out at – uh, round two today, which is Friday, April 7th. So if he does not commit to us, then you will never hear this. Then you will never hear this. I'm full discussion. of crap. 
that I'm full of crap, uh, don't take stock in anything I said, and just forget it happened. Just forget it happened. But most likely, most likely, Nick, they will be hearing this because I'm pretty sure we're going to get this guy. And I, I'm excited because, again, you're seeing year in and year out, recruits are committing to UCF really early. Like, Sincere Edwards. Now, Sincere Edwards, he's been committed for a while. Now, we're still in a recruiting battle. Like, he's still taking visits. I think right now it's UCF and Pitt. But again, these guys are still committing to UCF. Like Again, they're not going to signing day until December. So they're committing to UCF eight months before they're actually putting pen to paper. So regardless of if they make it to signing day, that's the big question, right? Are they actually going to make it to signing day? And is it going to be UCF on that paper? But the fact that you have them committed right now, you could still commit other guys you could still recruit other guys and see what your class is looking like when you get closer to December is so crucial. So to get a guy like Stokes committed, regardless if he signs or not, it's good because you at least know, okay, I can keep working on other recruits. We have these guys committed. We're going to keep working on that while also kind of molding the class. So, I mean, hopefully you're on mute, bub. Um, what an amateur, guys. Obviously. See, trying, hey, I don't trying to speak. I don't want to hear it because when you were on my show. I know. Show, I did that twice. You did that twice. Did. You did that twice, Mr. Amateur. Okay. I did. There's a lot of moving parts So we're even. Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts going on around here. So we're even. Uh, but I was going to say before, you know, while I was muted there, I'll just repeat myself. That's okay. Uh, That's if, you pick up, if you pick up Stokes tomorrow, which hopefully they do. Uh, it's very early in the process, but we talk about getting a jump start on things. Right now, the class is sitting, it's a top 25 class as it stands for next year. Uh, you go to the Big 12, it's second in the Big 12. If you add Stokes to this class, obviously that's going to go up. It's going to set a good tone. And you're going to add another, I mean, they've already added, you know, a lineman. They've added a linebacker. Trujillo, we talked about at quarterback, and then you add a receiver. Getting a guy at some very important positions early on. And it creates less work for what you have to do uh, to round out this class going forward. So, I, again, all your points are correct. I think getting him early is a big thing. And as you said, there's a precedent there lately of guys signing out with UCF early. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see. Uh, I know there's a lot of guys still on UCF's big board that they're trying to get. But, again, guys, we're in April. I think what we really need to be looking at after this you know, commitment is who after the spring game is UCF, what position group are they going to try to bolster in the transfer portal? Who's going to leave UCF? That is also a question mark. Who does feel, who feels like they are not getting the playing time and who feels they might leave? I do have a name. I'm not going to say it cause I do not want to jinx it. Um, but I have a name that I think might transfer. I don't want him to transfer, but you know, it's not a name that has done anything yet at UCF, but I think there's a position group that is very has a lot of depth. And I think a lot of those guys might be saying, I need to go somewhere else. So it's all I'm going to say on the matter because I'm not trying to jinx anything. Um, but with that being said, Nick, I mean, there's not, we got spring game next week. We've got some cool things coming up that I can't, I cannot discuss yet. But some really cool things coming up that UCF fans are really going to like. Um, I really want to talk about it, but I cannot talk about it. 
um, which is hard because I, I have a big mouth. I, I want to spoil everything I'm doing. But uh, we next week, Spring Games on Friday, we will have an episode, a weekend episode of Charge On. We're going to probably record that night, get out an episode Saturday to go over everything that we saw in the Spring Game. Uh, so you will not have an episode next Friday, most likely next Saturday. But Nick, any final thoughts before we uh, close out episode 44 of Charge On? 44 episodes. My goodness, we're getting there. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Spring, spring game coming around. It feels like we've been waiting forever uh, for this to get here because we had to endure our our uh, our basketball program just completely being annihilated by Oregon in the NIT. We had to endure that. Yep. Like I said, we're enduring a bad, bad stretch of baseball right now. So we need something. We need to get back to football. This is a football school. We need to get back onto that. Spring game is going to be fun. I hope it gets. I hope it's packed. I hope it's a nice day out. I'm sure it's going to be a scorcher. If we're going to be completely honest, I know it's been. It's been over here in Tampa. It's been unbearably hot. So I'm sure it's going to be the same. But I know that this fan base, it's not going to keep them from going out there and supporting the team because that went into our last conversation. You got to this more than ever right now. This program needs fan support. So that's what I'm looking. I'm looking forward to is how many people are going to be there in attendance for the spring game because there's so much buzz right now going to the Big 12, recruiting going well, a quarterback competition. Uh, former five-star running back in Demarcus Bowman, who I think is going to show out in that game. So I'm very looking forward to that next week. The good thing, Nick, is you want to know what time the spring game is at? It's at seven thirty right. p.m. I, that's right, man. I'm just not. I'm just not on my game. I'm not on my. So game. guess what? It's under the lights. It's under Hopefully the lights. So nice there's breeze. no excuses. So there's no excuses. No excuse. Shout I'll out be there. That. I totally that totally uh, slipped my mind that we have the seven. Oh, it's great. Start. That is great. It's great. Now, if Nick, if you cannot, for some reason, if you cannot make it to Orlando for the spring game, I believe it'll be on ESPN Plus. So there's always that option for those of you that can't make it, but we're in the Big 12 now. So for all of you fans that are deciding whether you should go to the spring game or not, I would go to the spring game. Support, support the guys. Show out. You're not going to get football for a while. So come out to the spring game and show support. We will be back next week for another episode, and we will go over everything that you see in the spring game. Uh, And then again, we will have some more information, news, and some great announcements coming very, very soon. All right, guys, this has been Charge On presented by BetOnline. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.